Hello and welcome to Disseminate, the podcast bringing you the latest computer science research. I'm your host, Jack Wardby. Today we're recording from ACM Sigmod Pods in sunny Philadelphia. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Draco Zhu. Hi, I'm Draco. From the University of Rochester, and today we'll be talking about his paper, Tubasa, um, Climate Network Construction on Historical and Real-Time Data. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Um, let's, um, let's dive straight in. Um, can you first introduce your work and describe the problem that your paper is aiming to solve and the motivation for doing so? Okay, so the Subasa, uh, like the goal of Subasa, is to provide climate science a way to construct the climate network from the time series. And here, like the climate network could be so, uh, so like there are two basic uh, concepts in a network. The first is the nodes, and the second is the edges. The nodes you could just imagine is like a city. So, for example, we have some people they are recording the temperature of, uh, for example, the Philadelphia. So, what's the temperature like in this second? And every five seconds, so they will record like a new one. So it's like an updating one. And so everybody, like in every city, is doing that. So you can imagine maybe there are. 1,000 cities in the world. So you have like 1,000 people that are recording and they update it like every five seconds. And then, uh, so that's the nodes. So the nodes are all the cities in the world. And then you want to know the age. So what's the age? The age could be like the degree of the correlation so between the behaviors of this time series. So for example, you want to know so whether the, the weather here in Philadelphia is correlated with the weather in New York City. So as a climate scientist, you might want to know these kind of things. And then we can compute like a measurement called the Pearson correlation to measure like the degree of the correlation of these uh, time series. And then, you, uh, so you could compute that for Philadelphia and uh, the New York City, and you could compute it for every pair of the cities. And for example, we have like uh, 1,000 cities, then you could have like 1,000 times 1,000 pairs. And then you could get like a matrix. So the matrix, so nothing special. So just the like, so for each point in this matrix, it tells you a correlation uh, between uh, like every pair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that could be like a large network if you have enough nodes. And uh, the key point is that if you want to update like for every five seconds, because the temperature will update it. And maybe your computer is not good enough to compute it in five, like <laughs> yeah. in five minutes or like in five seconds or like in one second. So you need like a fast way to compute that one. And like the researchers in this area, so they have proposed some ways to compute it. And uh, here, most, the, here uh, and now, so, so like, so, so before I address this, uh, so these problems, um, so they can do it like in a very good way. So they can so they can get like uh, an accuracy above uh, like ninety percent, but it's still like not exact the value. And if you, you want to get exact value, the value, because like in some certain types of the research, the exact correlation value is really important. And if you want to get the exact value, so can we have a way to do that? So can we find a method to get exact the value of the correlation? So that's like the main goal of this research and motivation. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So, knowing that, what is the solution you developed in your research? How did you tackle this problem? Okay, so like uh, the the main idea is that you want to 
have some sort of some something like prepared. So there is a basic concept that so when we're talking about the correlation, so we have like a, a time period that you're talking you're, talk, you're talking about. So you want to know like whether the the, the the temperature in the Philadelphia is correlated with uh, the, the weather in the New York City, but you need to specify a time range for it. So for example, in the last one day or in the last ten day or in the last one year or something like that, yeah. and. Uh, then, so like in our research, uh, there's a definition to describe these things. It's called a curl window. Okay. okay. And then the curl window might be small or might be large. And uh, each time you update this one, so only a small amount of the data will be changed. For example, you have like, so you want to know the correlation in the last five days. And then after five minutes, it's updated. So only one point is updated, and you want to update this one point. So the key idea is that you want to summarize information for the last four days plus blah, 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 and you want to add information of one data point. So like the, here are two steps. The first one is that you want to summarize information for the past few days, and then you want to find a way to combine the information from the new coming ones with like the ones that we pre like so with the ones that we prepared. So like uh, when we're summarizing the information for the past data. So that's why we need like a concept called basic windows. So basically you need to cut these time series into small groups. So you can imagine that uh, we can group uh, the data point in one, in one hour to a uh, to a small window, and that's called a basic window. And then for the, for example, for yesterday, so we have like the four, uh, so we can have like the 24 basic windows. And then you want to get some some statistics from these basic windows. You don't want just to keep like the raw data. So the raw data there could be like hundreds of data there, but you might only want to keep one, two, three, like three data points. And from these, you can get the correlation. And these Statistics. Uh, so what we use is uh, correlation between these basic windows and their mean and their standard deviation. They are easy to compute. And uh, so, yeah, so I think that's the main point. Fantastic. What's the improvement of your solution over the existing work? And obviously you alluded to before that yours is obviously a, a, is an exact solution, whereas other ones are approximations of, 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 of correlation. Okay, yeah. So, like, as I mentioned, the most of the advantage uh, or the improvement is that we can achieve the exact one, which is 100%. And uh, the second one is that in the previous work on, like, the usability of the curve window is really limited. So, let me explain this. So, for, so for example, so, uh, like, uh, the basic window concept is used in, like, the previous works. So, when you want to get the correlation, so, for example, so maybe you want to know the correlation so between the half past three to the half past five, and if the and if the basic window are like the three, uh, are like the three to four and four to five, you can never ask uh, like the uh, the algorithms or the system like these questions because like the starting point is the half past three and it's not aligned with the three. So and uh, so it requires that the size of the core window is divisible by the size of the basic window. So, that, so that's the first requirement of the previous uh, algorithms. And the second one is the, like, the starting point and the ending point of the core window should be aligned with the starting point. 
an endpoint of the basic windows. And that's the second the limitation. And in our solution, we don't have these things. So you can query from any point. And so that's like uh, one easier sense, because like the base, uh, because the, the size of the basic windows is really important. And uh, if you just limited the user that you can only start from this point and from that point, that's really like uh, not efficient. Like in the common research, because they provide you a way to get like more uh, possibility to do the research. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. So. How uh, so? I imagine that you have a toolkit that you can use. That, um, available is it available online on GitHub that people can go and can go and use to, to use your model, use your techniques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so besides like the codes that we provide for this paper, we also like implemented it uh, as a Python library. So okay, nice. And uh, it's called SuPy. Actually, so Jin Shu who is sitting uh, just uh, beside me, so. He is like the main author of this library, and uh, so in this library we, we implemented like all the algorithms that we mentioned in this paper, and we also implement some further uh, functions that is useful in the climate research. For example, the sliding window one or some other functions, and uh, so in that library, so you can just uh, uh, to search the SuPy on the GitHub uh, T S U P Y. And uh, it's, you can also download it from the Pi version. See, and uh, there's uh, like a document there. You can follow the document. And uh, in the Python code or in your Jupyter notebook, you can just use the uh, functions that we have already pre- prepared for you. And you can just uh, load the data set and do your research. Yeah. That's brilliant. We'll, we'll link to the, the library in the show notes and all the relevant information so people, okay. can, go, people can go and find that if they're if, if <laughs> okay, okay. interested. Awesome. So the, the next question I have is, what is the, the most interesting or unexpected or challenging lesson that you learned while working on this topic? I, uh, so, like, the most challenging one. Right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, the challenge is that uh, it's like a trade-off. So, uh, like, in the research, we talked about, like, the space complexity and the time complexity. So, basically, these two ideas is that so I mentioned that we need to summarize some information from time series. And uh, so here we only keep like a three statistics. But if we keep more, we might be more efficient in the query time, which is generating a network. But if we, but if the, but if the scratch and the summarization is too much, then um, maybe you need a larger computer to store these things. You okay. need, like you need a large, large the server to do these things. And if you store like too few things, then you need more time to do the query. So since we really want these algorithms and uh, the library to be useful in the research, so we really need to find a balance between these kind of things. And I think that's like a key challenge in this research. My next question is, what do you have for plan for future research in this area? What's the next steps? Where do you go from here? Okay. Uh, so as mentioned that here, uh, we need like the trade-offs between the time and the space. And we can do some improvement for that. So for example, we can minimize the, like the, uh, the, sp- the space complexity. And for time complexity, we can also do something. So we have like another idea is that we first to put in some Pairs of the time series, so you know like which pair of these time series could have a 
high correlation, and you pick them, and okay. then you check them. So, like the picking step is not too expensive. So you can pick the candidates, and then you choose from the candidates. So here we just uh, uh, co like compute so every pair of these basic windows, and it's not like smart enough. So the idea is that we pick all the candidates and we choose from the candidates. So that's the main idea for the next step. And here, uh, so actually, so, so you know, like the paper, so after we submit a paper, so there has uh, like several months. And we also uh, worked on like another algorithm, which is the sliding one. So you can imagine that if in the historical data, so, you, uh, so for example, you want to know like the correlation for the 2020, to 2021, 2022, and uh, so that's called like the lag siding. So the size of the window is unchanged, but the starting point and end point is changed. Um, and in the siding, we have like uh, an improved algorithms, uh, which is like you make some prediction for the next step. So and in that way, you might not need to compute that one, but you can get the like the result. So that's like two things that we want to do, and uh, also. So this kind of the correlation-based network is common in a lot of like areas. It's not only important in the climate research. Uh, for example, here I mentioned like the nodes could be a city, but nodes could also like be a brain region, right? So like the neuroscientists, they also want to know like the correlations between the brain regions, and uh, in your sense, that's called the connectivity. Uh, or it's kind of like the functional connectivity. They want to know, so when you are looking at something, when you are thinking of something, so maybe two parts of your brain are correlated. Okay. And maybe this kind of correlation will tell us that how the brain, like, uh, so how it processes information, how they send this information. And uh, from these neuroimaging things, we can do the single neural record to have some more neurophysiology things or something like that. But you, like the point here is that this kind of correlation-based network is coming in a lot of other regions. But another important thing is that in each regions, like in each, uh, re, like in each the research field, like the point is different. So here. In the climate research, uh, the time, re time resolution is really important. For example, okay. the temperature will be updated like in one second, in five seconds. So we need to achieve that kind of like the speed. But yeah. maybe, for example, in the neuroscience, like uh, it's not updated so quick. Uh, maybe like we need to achieve like uh, a higher currency or like the low, low, low overheaded or like the fast speed. So I don't know. So I mean, so for, for different kind of fields, so they have like different kind of the requirement. And if we really want to extend it to the other domains, and, and the, for example, we want to write a library for the scientists in other domains, then we need to know like their requirements. So, and then we do some improvement to it. Yeah, as, as awesome. that's, that's great. So that will allow you to explore other areas of these trade-offs you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that's great. What are the other application areas? So you mentioned, obviously, there's, there's, there's climate, there's um, neuroscience. What's the other common application areas for this work? For example, in the finance, I guess, so like the stock market. So uh, some kind of the, fi the financial research, so they want to know the correlation between some stocks and other like financial time series. Or like, uh, so there is like a, 
like one card, like the Bitcoin, And in that one, it's updated like really frequently, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it's more than one second. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, like, uh, so you can see like this kind of research, or you can see also like in the physics. Uh, so, like the uh, they have like some experimental physics. So they are doing the experiment. So you have like some sensors. Like you putting them in the lab and you want to know the correlation matrix or something like that. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Well, um, fantastic. We will, we'll end it there. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Draco, for coming on the show. If you're interested in knowing more about Draco's work, then the links to the paper and all of the relevant um, libraries and everything will be put in the show notes. Um, so thank you and see you next time. Mm-hmm.